All right, welcome back for another episode of the YBR Remo Show. Uh, today we're going to get into a, a topic that's coming up a lot lately. It's a conversation that we're having almost every day. Is it too early or is it going to be too late? Like when is it going to be the right time to buy? And so today, you know, it's the one thing it's really hard to do is it's really hard to time real estate. That's, you know, that's the famous saying in, in the real estate industry is like, how do you get it timed perfectly? And ultimately you just can't. So you know, we're going to go through the pros and cons of it being too early, and, and then we're going to do the very same for the pros and cons of being too late. Really excited to get into this one, so let's start with uh, the pros and cons of being too early. Yeah, and I mean, just before we dig into that, just generally and why we're talking about this right now and why it's such an active conversation is because it definitely feels like we're on the verge of a changing market. Um, we've had about pretty close to 12 months uh, of market dramatically slowing down mainly due to interest rates. Uh, and of course, we just went through probably two and a half years of the busiest market that we've ever seen. Now, you know, we're, we're about a month into January uh, 2023, and we're seeing more clients jump off the fence, more clients are writing offers, people are starting to realize that, you know, we may be very, very close to the bottom of our market, and we may be very, very close to the top of interest rates. So again, the conversation comes up, you know, the fear is, well, if I buy a house today, maybe rates go up again in March, you know, did I, did I pay too much? Like, how do I time this perfectly? Like Dean mentioned. And again, I think the only way that you're going to time something perfectly is pure luck and you can't really bank on that. So you need to understand your strategy. And if, if you're the type of person that's going to wait till things pick up, you just need to know how that looks. And again, pros and cons of each. So, you know, why don't we just start with, uh, like Dean mentioned here, pros and cons of buying too early in a sense, which this is actually my go-to this would be my strategy um, and i am an active buyer in this market um, i personally think that there's far more pros in in buying a property a little bit too early before the market shifts and becomes absolutely insane again whether we get to that point or not we don't know um, but just to start on some of the negatives of buying too early because this is again the big black cloud that lingers when people have this question prices might drop right so you buy a house today um, for $900,000, if rates continue to rise, you know, another one or two um, increases, for sure the market could get softer. And maybe that house is worth eight fifty dollars in six months from now. And that's just, that's the truth. Like that absolutely could happen. Um, you know, at the same time, you know, are you, are you overpaying? Like that's the mindset, right? And the costs that come with that. Right. This, if you're overpaying, you're probably going to be taking a bigger mortgage than you could be if you time the market perfectly. You know, more property transfer tax, your payments are going to be a little bit higher. But in general, you know, we'll, we'll talk about some of the pros here as well. But I think a, a battling conversation to that is unless you're planning on buying a property and flipping it in a year, you're probably better to buy a little bit too early because even if your house is worth 850 instead of 900 in six months from now, it's very, very likely that that value will come back if this is a you know three to five year play. Yeah, I mean, well said. I would definitely lean towards being in the too early bucket as well um, for all those reasons. You know, looking at the average Canadian lives in their home for about three years. That is the average, believe it or not. That to me is, is extremely quick, but that is the average. Uh, you know, Canadian is going to sell and move to a different property uh, or change their mortgage in three years. And so just knowing that, like that to me, you know, again, it feels short term when you think about three years and moving again, but that actually is a long-term play. And then if you are going to be buying a home for at least three years or more, uh, being too early, there's really no downside to it. Uh, you're going to see appreciation, especially in this market, you're going to see the appreciation over that the course of that three years. And, and if you did maybe buy um, and it, and you know, the, the price point does 
go lower, you should still be in a very good position when looking at it from a three to five year um, perspective. And again, most buyers are buying in that range. Most people are not buying from a short term perspective, unless to your point, they're a flipper or, you know, what have you. But in, in those cases, getting into a flip situation, which we've talked about in the past, you're usually adding value to the home anyways. Um, and, you know, in most cases, you're going to be making a profit from the other attributes that you're, you know, you're putting yeah. towards that transaction. So, For sure. you know, yeah, that's definitely a con of, of it potentially going down. And, you know, the other, the other area that we, you know, it's top of mind right now, rates. Rates just might be at a much higher point and now than it would be later. So that's something that's definitely keeping people on the fence potentially is the fact that rates are so high. So knowing that rates could be higher, I would still lean towards the side of buying now, um, being too early, even having a higher rate because of the strategies that we could look at from an interest rate perspective. We don't need to be in that rate forever. And the fact that rates are high, we have people potentially sitting on the fence we've seen price points come down significantly. So this is a great time to buy being too early, even though rates are high, because one, again, we're gonna get a property for probably a much better price point than later, and we can change the rate down the road, whether it's a short-term fix, like a one or two year fixed rate, or going variable and ultimately riding the wave down when rates go down. So from my perspective, the cons are, are certainly warranted, but easily mitigated. Makes sense of the current rates and you can make sense of the payments and affordability all jives locking into a one or two year fix to get you through this like dean mentioned or even a variable if that makes sense for your situation um, this is where you're going to see uh, the biggest decrease in property value which where we live you don't typically see uh, this big of a property value decline in such a short period of time i mean i'm talking four or five hundred thousand dollars in you know the 1.8 million dollar market we've seen a massive massive decline and the fact that it's been there tells me that it absolutely has the ability to get back to that point as well. Just last con about buying too early, less inventory, right? In a slow market, typically sellers are not coming out. Not everyone's listing their homes. Everyone knows it's slow. There's not a lot of buyers, right? Rates are high. People don't think about selling. So you are going to be typically working in a lower inventory market. There's not as much property on the market. Um, and you're typically, you know, you just don't have the pick of the litter. So those are three considerations, cons of buying too early. And again, all warranted um, considerations, but you got to weigh the pros and cons. So digging into the pros, a calm buyer's market, right? In a slower market, you're a little bit too early. A lot of buyers are not taking that next step, although they're starting to now. A lot of buyers aren't rushing out to buy homes. So it's a much uh, less stressful environment to be a buyer. You can take your time, right? Like we go back the last few years. And we had people that had to rush out and look at a property on a Friday and write an offer on a Saturday morning. And typically it had to be subject free and you might be competing, right? So that's a huge piece, being able to buy at a normal pace, sleep on it, process your decisions before you're rushing into a million dollar home purchase or a $500,000 home purchase. For a lot of people, this is the biggest financial transaction of your life. Um, and being rushed into that is, is typically never gonna be a good thing. Uh, motivated sellers, right? So right now, yes, there is some financial hardship out there. Typically people that are selling in this market, a lot of them kind of need to sell. Obviously that's not everyone's situation, but you know, use a divorce as an example, right? Like these are people that are listing their home in this market, although not ideal, it's a situation where that property typically has to be sold. So sometimes because of that, you will see a, a, a more of a discount on a property um, working with motivated sellers. Yeah, and the same time you're 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 not competing with other buyers, which is which is nice. Um, you know, going into those 
those markets that we came out of uh, in early 2022 and, and, and all of 2021, where, you know, there's multiple buyers, like we're talking 10, 13 offers on one property. Um, certainly nice not to have to deal with that. And, and then that just get, allows you a slower pace, right? So to be able to have the time, because it's just you in most cases, you're one, you're not, you know, battling with a bunch of people. And typically when you're battling with a bunch of other buyers, you know, how to be competitive in those situations is be quick. And being quick is where mistakes get made. So it's much nicer to have a slower pace and do the proper due diligence, have a, you know, a proper subject period with, you know, the amount of time you need to, to make a sound decision. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a much more low risk environment, which again, in my opinion, there should never be risk in, in purchasing a home. You should have the time to do your due diligence. Now, there is a new rescission period that's come into play, which I believe is a three-day window. If you're going subject free, there's still a three-day window that you can back out, but there is a fee payable to the seller. So that will probably change things a little bit. Um, that said, you know what, if you're selling and buying, it's all relative, right? So we have to consider that. Some people might want to sell, um, you know, in a, in a busy market and wait for the slower market to come. But those are the things that you just can't control. And, and there is a lot of risk in that because the market could continue to climb. But if you're selling and buying in the same market, it doesn't matter if you're doing it in a slow market or a busy market. It's all going to work out to be relatively the same. Um, one of the big ones and just the topic that the whole theme of this podcast is you you don't run the risk of being too late and that's a very real risk for everyone that wants to time the market perfectly right like if you know you're a little bit too early and, and you can come to terms with that you can stomach that concept you don't run the risk of of you know all of a sudden boom there's a rush of buyers and, and now you're one of them right so that's it's more of a strategic decision to get out there a little bit early before you know global news is talking about the market uh increasing at a rapid pace yeah, and we talked about flipping and you know earlier, and this could be a great market to to do a flip, uh, especially if you you know you're getting it in this what we consider potentially the bottom of the market. Uh, you could do really well just on appreciation without even doing any repairs or any uh, renovations to the home, um, just by waiting, right? Just you know simply waiting till you know the later market to sell uh, could be a great strategy. So there's definitely um, you know a significant pro there. Yeah, and just last one uh, from my end. I mean, I, I think that there's definitely a mental piece when it comes to the negotiation, right? Everyone wants to feel like they won. And in a slower market, you know, a house listed for a million bucks, you might get it for 950, you might get it for 925. And obviously, you know, the value needs to be justified through your realtor and an appraiser. But, you know, oftentimes, you'll move forward with that purchase. And, and you kind of have a, a pretty good mindset that you got a deal or what have you. Whereas, flip that around and you're competing against 10 other people and you're writing an offer at 200,000 over asking price, it's a pretty tough thing to stomach. Um, and a lot of people, we've actually seen clients just go, you know what, I'm just not into it. Like I just can't do this. Even though the value might be there, I just can't stomach the concept of this. So I think just the, the whole mental aspect of buying in a buyer's market, there's absolutely some value in that. And uh, people will probably sleep a little better uh, if you're buying in a, in a bit of a slower market, an early market, we could say. Yeah, great point. So let's jump into, you know, the idea of buying in a market where maybe you're too late. So the pros and cons of being too late. Um, I think we're going to go pretty heavy on the cons in this in this segment, but um, there is definitely some potential pros in, in this situation. And we'll touch on those, too. So let's start off with with some of the areas that, you know, aren't so favorable. Um, you know, just the opposite of what we were just talking about, fast paced uh, market, right? Like, so, you know, in these types of markets is typically when you're competing. And, you know, to your point about the, the rescission period now in, in, in BC here, uh, that obviously helps the matter. 
um, when it comes to subject free and, and going too quick and not having the time to do your due diligence. But being in a fast paced market, like the whole the whole point of being competitive in that market and, and getting the edge on the multiple buyers uh, and competing with all those other buyers is is either, you know, there, there's only two ways to really do it. You be quick um, or, or you pay more. Yeah. Right? So you're so you're ultimately going to be paying more um, to just win the offer situation. And that's those are just situations that we've we spent a lot of time dealing through those markets. Um, we have a lot of experience in those markets. They're not fun for anyone involved. Not one professional on whether it's the realtors, the mortgage brokers, um, the banks, the lawyers. Nobody enjoys those markets, especially the clients. It's a very stressful time, and and uh, I, I can't stress that piece enough. Yeah, I mean, just further that again because we we it seems like it was yesterday, but for. You know, if you if you rewind about twelve months, the two years prior to that, it was nothing but subject free offers for the most part, and uh, yeah, it's disheartening, right? You, you get out there, you fall in love with a home, like this is the one, and then someone else got it, right? And then you got to do the same thing the next week, and the same thing the next week, and unless you're really going to put your best foot forward and probably pay too much essentially for that home, it's hard to justify what's too much. But at that time, you're probably paying too much. You're probably taking a risk you don't want to take. Um, yeah, it can be very overwhelming. It can can be very very exhausting and we've seen tons of people just give up in those markets so again back to the the mental clarity side of buying in a slower market that that's a huge piece increasing prices so this is obviously a con right so right now you know it's a relatively flat market we're not seeing a, a sharp incline um, so pros and cons to that but but the negative side of it is you know we've seen people that were maybe pre-approved for a million dollar detached home well if the market picks up and now those detached homes are going for 1.1, you could literally get priced out of the market or you could get priced into a different property type. Like we've seen people that could afford a detached home and two months later, now they're in the townhouse market, which just doesn't work for their family, right? So depending on how quickly this picks up, and again, I'm not expecting to see what we saw two years ago, but even if it's a gradual incline, that can absolutely happen. And, you know, Again, the concept of investing, and you have to think about real estate as an investment. You want to buy as low as you can, right? Like you want to make money on that property. If it's a primary residence, it's tax-free. People underestimate that. And waiting until you're too late, I mean, you could miss out on a massive discount on real estate. And it's not uncommon to see people make $200,000 in two years, right? Like that's that's a lot of people's life savings. So, you, you know, waiting until you're too late, you really could miss out on that discount. And again, there's, there's, there's risks both ways, and you have to be comfortable that you're taking a risk when you're buying a property because markets can and will change but again knowing that real estate's a long-term play um you know if you can hold on and, and make sense of the payments it'll typically work out in your favor but yeah just that that piece about being priced out of a market is is huge right because you know i just had a client that bought a condo for two hundred ninety thousand dollars, and i don't think it's unreasonable to think that that won't even be a thing in 12 to 18 months from now yeah that wouldn't even be an option yeah it's a good point yeah getting priced out of the market is something we saw a lot in these times um of you know just busy activity and you know being priced out of the market may just be also just being priced out of the certain product that you're looking for so you know to that you know to that example looking at a detached home you know dead set pre-approved for a, a detached home and now you know, you're, you're just priced out of that segment. So now you're looking at townhomes or, or maybe you were looking at one municipality, but now you gotta go further away from the city because, yeah. you know, it's cheaper in that area and that's not the area you want. So a lot of times we find clients are settling for something they don't actually really want, but they just, they're at a point where they don't have a choice. You know, they have to buy 
because of whatever life reason they just need to have uh, they need to have a home and um, they've already you know maybe sold and now they're you know they're being faced with yeah. um, buying something that they're you know they necessarily might might not want um, and we saw that too a lot where um, people did sell like sell to buy uh, where you know they sold their home first at maybe you know a lower point because it, you know fast forward to when they're actually ready to buy like even just a week or two weeks could change the price point yeah. so you know just having that you know having that risk like again it's a very stressful time where you sell and then you buy regardless of the market but to sell and then realize that you got to pay an extra hundred thousand dollars that you didn't have to two weeks prior um pretty pretty challenging well you bring up a good point actually circling back to one of the benefits of buying in a slower market um it's give and take it depends on the situation but we actually have seen a lot of people get a subject to sale in their offer which takes the risk completely out of the situation right again in a busy market you go buy a house on a thursday like you're committed to buying that property and you're listing your house the next week and hoping you get the value that you need you're hoping that it sells you're hoping that the timelines work out right there's a lot of risk in those situations where Again, in a slower market, if there's no offers on the property, the seller would be nuts to not not to accept something with a subject to sale and hope for the best, right? But, yeah. anyways, you know, there's a, a common theme here about you know why a fast-paced market um, can be daunting, and, and there's a lot of cons that we just listed out. There are a couple potential positives that people could find, and I think they kind of tie into the cons at the same time. But you know, one of the benefits, and this is what skews a lot of people's mindsets on this is they might be waiting for lower rates right i don't want to buy right now the rates are five and a half percent just doesn't make sense i can't justify it i'm going to wait till they're back at three fair enough you probably will get a lower rate and you will pay less interest to the bank but what does that property value look like right that property could have increased by a hundred thousand and now it's it's just a wash if not less right um, but yes yeah, so you could absolutely see lower rates if you're buying on the too late end of this. Um, another potential benefit, if you can find a way to get in at, at the beginning of that busy market, you could see a pretty quick lift in profit if, if you're aggressive on your buy. And you know, if the things are picking up and you get out there and grab something right away and the market keeps going like that, you could see a quick lift in, in equity and appreciation. Yeah, potentially lower rates. I just want to talk, touch on that for a second because that, that could potentially be a pro just in regards to qualifying for more. The lower the rate, we, you know, we would see the qualification go up. Uh, we've seen in this current market with rates being a lot higher than we're used to, we've seen a lot of clients qualify for less. Um, you know, the good news in, in, the, in the, the current market, the too early market is the lower qualification is being, uh, it's being averaged out based on the price point being a lot lower. Um, so again, to your point, if you, if you do get in er, like early in the too late market, so to speak, um, you know the lower rates could help you qualify for more so that's that's definitely a pro um that i would i would you know see huge yeah earlier. i think just lot the only other pro that i can really think of is if you get a house you get a house right and like i think just long term knowing knowing what i know about our market getting a house regardless if you paid a little bit too much or if your rate's a little bit too high i just think in any market if you can find a way to get in justify payments and it's a long-term plan that will work out positively for you right so you can't beat yourself up too much if uh you know if you do end up in that too late market and it's a busy market you just you got to get out there and put your best foot forward and, and try to get in because it will pay off long term yeah so super good stuff there um fun to you know banter back and forth on on, on the too late and too early parts of these you know these markets that we're experiencing right now and uh and a couple things that would help 
I think is just to maybe rattle off some of the indicators to look for in a changing market. That's, uh, that's going to really help, you know, our listeners, you know, know when is too late or when is too early. Right. So, um, stabilization of rates, that's what we're, we're not there yet. Uh, we just saw, you know, a recent increase from the bank of Canada, but once the rates get down to a point of, I would say that high three, mid 3% range, and then we're not seeing, you know, at least a six month period of, of rates not going up from the bank of Canada period of time. Th these are, these are areas that would show us that the, the rates are starting to stabilize. So to just kind of repeat that, make it a bit more clear, bank of Canada's raised rates eight consecutive times, right? When we see them pause and pause for like a significant period of time, like a six to 12 month period of time, that's an indicator that, that we're certainly stable. Um, and then on the fixed rate side of things, like getting into that 3% range is going to be much more of a stable um, rate range. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that even once we see one Bank of Canada meeting where they where they keep everything flat and they don't change it, I, I think we're going to see a bit of an uptick. One meeting might be a little bit too narrow uh, sighted. You might want to wait for a couple meetings um, with no movement. I think that we're definitely going to see an uptick there. Again, decreasing rates, you know, that's that's. Definitely in the future, we don't know when. Fixed rates are already coming down. Variable is probably going to be a little bit down the road, but those are definitely things that are going to create uptick in the market. Um, your realtor is going to be absolutely gold for you. Uh, a lot of consumers and, and buyers don't have access to the data that they need to, to see these indicators. So make sure you have a rock solid realtor. You know, pick their brain, call them, bug them. That's what they're there for, right? Is, is to get the information that you need. Median days on market, right? If we're seeing median days on market at 60 days right now, that's not a very busy market. If that starts to shrink, that is an absolute indicator that things are picking up. People are getting out there and snatching homes as soon as they're listed, right? Um, inventory pickup. Once there's some positive outlook on our market, people start to go, okay, like I'm a seller. I want to move. I want to do this. I can get more for my house now. You're going to see a rush of listings come, right? Um, time of year. This is something that through the busy times for the last few years, there, there were no specific markets, but historically we've had a spring market, right? So, you know, uh, people kind of prep for that. They do their spring cleaning, they, they get their house cleaned up and then they list, right? So that's absolutely something that, you know, right now we're kind of tailing the end of winter here and, and spring's around the corner. And, you know, if you're a buyer, we could absolutely see an uptake in the next few months here just simply because of that standard uh, and, and long running spring market, right? And I think just last piece here that I'll throw is rental market trends. So there's a lot of investors out there. People buy rental properties, they invest. And, you know, in certain markets, investors actually won't be purchasing because it just doesn't make sense. There's risk. You know, they, they think it's going to continue to slow down. Rates are too high to make sense of the rental income to cover the costs. So if we start to see trends where more investors are coming to the table, a lot of investors use a lot of data to make their decisions, right? Like there's, you know, formulas behind the scenes. So if we start to see that pick up, I would suggest that that's just another indicator that the market can and will um, pick up. Yeah, I mean, those are great indicators. I don't really have more to add to that. So um, I think this is a great episode. It's going to really help people that are trying to get into the market or trying to figure out what the best time is. Again, it's impossible to time this perfectly, but these are some great tips that could really help you and give you some peace of mind regardless of where you're at in the process. So um, thanks for listening. If you have any questions or, or you want any more feedback uh, yeah, about any of this, please don't hesitate to reach out. And uh, if you have feedback for us on what we could do better, what we could you know, talk more about, uh, we're all ears. So please reach out and, and let us know what you're thinking.